Hi everyone, welcome to the Desi Crime Podcast. I'm Ashwarya, your host for this episode. And I'm Aryan. Before we start the case for today, we want all of you to go over to our Patreon and subscribe for amazing exclusive features like merch, awesome extra episodes, early access episodes, video calls with us and more. To help the podcast out and to avail these benefits, go to www.patreon.com slash desicrime and select a tier that works best for you. We'd also like to thank our two newest patrons, Manav Kapoor and Colleen Chipeka. Thank you so much for any contributions you make in helping run this podcast. They really mean the world to us. You know what's common to all families? Struggle, hard times, broken relationships, dirty laundry we keep to ourselves because regardless of everything, we love our families. Whether it's those horrible teenage years where you can't stop arguing with your parents or whether you were blessed with a sibling completely your opposite or whether your mother hates her mother-in-law, these problems are common and universal across time and culture. But some families have secrets deeper and darker than these. Some families have secrets that lead to destroyed lives and devastating consequences. Families that give credence to the saying, with a family like this, who needs enemies? This is the story of one such family, the Bora family. This is their story. All right, Aryan so our newest season is out now on YouTube. What do you think? <laughs> what do you think of the response, the comments, the views, how the episode looks? You know, I heard this saying somewhere once. It is something on the lines of if you want to run a business, you have to love the customers you have, otherwise you're not going to love your business. And I truly truly <laughs> yeah. feel that with Desi Crime, we have the best customers. We have the best listeners. Just running the show and the amount of love we get that was first on the podcast front but now on the youtube front where you listeners are absolutely i mean just so loving and supportive of course viewers now and i'm so excited about this new batch of videos that we have cooked up for you the first one dropped last week the next one is scheduled for 5:30 p.m. IST this wednesday so you know head to our description or to the desi crime youtube channel you can find us anywhere but go subscribe and you know set up your notifications for the next video and i also want to add something to what aryan said about our customers our listeners our viewers is that for someone people like aryan and i who entered the podcasting world whose aim was not to become influencers or youtubers as such and for our faces to become part of the narrative that we're selling was actually kind of scary in the beginning i remember this past summer i had a gym trainer who when i told him about the fact that i'm going to have a youtube channel said oh my god okay then we need to you know make you work harder and make you look a certain way because the youtube audience is like they're ruthless they're brutal but i just haven't felt that all i felt mm-hmm. whether that be on our reels or our youtube comments has just Correct. been so much love and that's been yeah. really nice to see 
Also, a lot of you have been commenting, asking for new episodes that we haven't covered on the podcast yet. And don't you worry, we have just the episode in store for <laughs> oh, you. Oh yeah! <laughs> My excitement actually makes me want to tell you what that episode is. Ask anyone. By the way, I'm a horrible surprise keeper, but I think I'll let horrible. you guys waiting for that and have your minds be blown when you see like a completely new episode on YouTube for you all. Speaking of being bad secret slash surprise keepers, which by the way, guys, <laughs> I can attest to the fact that Ashwarya is, and it comes from a good place, but you know it doesn't work out well for the surprise she's keeping. But speaking of <laughs> that, we have a case today that I should know a lot about, that the world knows a lot about, that completely gripped our national psyche when it happened. But frankly speaking, Ashwarya, you know that I don't know much about the Sheena Bora case. So I'm I'm genuinely surprised that you haven't divulged any information before this episode out of sheer excitement. I haven't. Yeah, I tried to keep it together because I'm actually really happy about this episode. I'm super excited to bring this all to you. It's a devastating story, obviously. It's heartbreaking. And I want to take you on this journey kind of with me. You know, there's an expectation that as an Indian true crime podcaster, I'm supposed to know these landmark cases. But I think Ishwara and I, I have this division where there are certain landmark <laughs> cases that, you know, she knows that I'll be covering on the podcast to name one like Sunanda Pushkar for as an example. Ishwara knows I'm going to yeah. cover that. So she better not get into it. And I, I've always known Sheena Bora is one case that you will cover. So there's a reason I've not gotten into it. But all I know Good. is that it involves deep, deep conspiracies and a dark, dark family. So take us to that darkness. Take us to the depths of what this case is truly about. And also, this is an incredibly complicated case. So any place that Aran wants to kind of butt in and do housekeeping for the rest of our listeners, Aran, huh. please feel free. Will do. So let me take you. For this family story, we're going back to the year 2015 in Mumbai. In June 2015. Highly decorated and ferocious IPS officer and Deputy Commissioner of Police Rakesh Marya was sitting in his office. Rakesh Marya is a man who exemplifies the best that Indian policing has to offer. He was the one responsible for solving the Bombay serial blast of 1993 by Daud Ibrahim and Tiger Memon, the same blast Sanjay Dutt was allegedly involved in. In fact, the police officer famous for slapping Sanjay Dutt during the blast interrogation was Rakesh Maria. He was the one in charge of solving the 2003 Gateway of India and Zaveri Bazaar blasts. He was the one responsible for investigating the 2611 attacks in Mumbai. And he was the one leading Ajmal Kasab's interrogation. And for those of our dear listeners who live under a rock or are nomads in the middle of a forest, Sanjay Dutt is a very famous Bollywood actor. Very famous Bollywood actor accused <laughs> in a huge national terrorism conspiracy. Yes. Anyway, so Rakesh Marya, a highly decorated and respected officer, he sat in his office that afternoon when his phone rang. When he picked up the phone, a hysterical woman spoke on the other side. He didn't know who this woman was and this woman didn't reveal her identity either. All she told Marya was that a woman was missing, a 25-year-old woman named Sheena Bora. This anonymous woman on the phone revealed that Sheena Bora hadn't just gone missing now, she had been missing for three years. Who the hell is Sheena Bora? Why am I specifically being contacted for this matter? Were all possibly mm. the questions that ran through Rakesh Marya's mind while he was on call. But then this woman revealed a detail that gave Marya his answers. 
This missing woman was the half-sister of Indrani Mukherjee and sister-in-law of Peter Mukherjee. And just to clarify, this has been a weakness of mine forever when it comes to family trees. By half-sister, you mean they had one parent in common? Yes, correct. They had the same mother, but different fathers. Right, okay. This anonymous woman told the cop, I think Indrani and Peter have killed Sheena. Then this woman cuts the call. Rakesh Maria sat in his chair, mm. shocked. He knew exactly who Indrani and Peter Mukherjee were. Aryan, if I asked you to name one iconic cable TV channel that exemplifies our childhood, a channel all our mothers used to be glued to while we were kids, what channel would come to your mind? Um, Cringe Central Star Plus or something <laughs> like that. Well, your mother, millions of mothers, millions of mother-in-laws and grandmothers all have Peter Mukherjee to thank for it. No, no, no. Blame for it. <laughs> Blame for it. Star Plus, Star News, Star Sports, 9XM, NDTV were all run by Peter Mukherjee, wow. the CEO of Star India. His wife was Indrani Mukherjee, who used to run her own headhunting business before she met Peter. Once they met, they got married in 2002 and the two started their own media company together. Peter Mukherjee wasn't the only influential one in this relationship though. Indrani had regularly been called one of the most influential women in the world by the likes of the Wall Street Journal. Indrani Mukherjee's half-sister was Sheena Bora, who, at least according to this random caller, was missing and possibly dead, Mm. having been murdered by her own sister, and brother-in-law. Now, Rakesh Maria knew the significance of accusing Peter Mukherjee. It was no joke. So before he waltzed into their home to interrogate them because of one phone call, he decided to do some of his own investigation. He called the Khar and Worli police stations, asking them to go back about three years and check if any missing persons report had been filed in the name of Sheena Bora. The officers checked and cross-checked, but nothing came up. She had never been reported missing. Now, Rakesh Maria went to a man he greatly trusted, another highly decorated officer who had helped Maria crack the 2003 Mumbai blast case, an officer named Dinesh Kadam. Dinesh Kadam was instrumental in catching infamous gangster Abu Salim and Indian Mujahideen leader Afsal Usmani. Maria unofficially hands this case over to Kadam, urging him to dig deeper into the matter and confirm where Indrani Mukherjee's sister actually was. Maria asked Kadam to keep the investigation on the down low without involving the Mukherjee family just yet. Inspector Dinesh Kadam begins an unofficial investigation into the family, what they were up to three years ago, where they were living, who was working for them, that kind of thing. Sure, so I have two questions right off the bat. Question number one, you know, the Mumbai top cop, this heroic cop, this legend, his phone number <laughs> is not publicly available information. It's not like enlisted in Craigslist or the yellow pages no. of the newspaper. So whoever has access to it clearly knows their way around the system. But the second more suspicious thing is, what the hell is an unofficial investigation? Like off the books? What is like? How do you classify an investigation as unofficial? Alright, so to answer both of your questions. Firstly, we don't know who this anonymous caller was even to date. Mm. And so my best guess is this is obviously a very influential family. Sheena Bora was part of this very influential family. 
clearly whoever the scholar was had inside information in the family from the family of the family right and so there's a very high possibility that this anonymous scholar was someone running in the same elite circles of the country and so they mm. did have these contacts to answer your second question about an informal investigation is that there was no <laughs> official reports filed there were no official witnesses called in just yet i think the cops weighed the pros and cons of going full force into this right off the bat and they realized right now it was just best if they verified the words of this anonymous scholar and that's mm. what they did But Aryan what Inspector Kadam didn't know at this point and what he wishes he knew what we all wish he knew was that the biggest piece of evidence that would have helped crack this case was buried and ruined 3 years ago when someone had actually stumbled upon that key piece of evidence someone oh, yeah. had stumbled upon a dead body If you had to describe India to someone using the examples of some of our specialties there are many ways you can describe it but the most accurate one in my opinion at least is our obsession with mangoes India goes crazy <laughs> yes. in peak mango season my house perpetually smells like mangoes and carbide in the summer in the month of May 2012 3 years before DCP Rakesh Maria received that call in his office A man named Ganesh Dhene went mango hunting in the forest right across from the Pain Khopli Road in a tiny district in Maharashtra which is an hour and 30 minutes outside of Mumbai. As he ventured deeper and deeper into the forests, he could smell something. Something rotting. Now for any of us walking into a forest looking for mangoes if we smell something rotting we will 99% of the time assume that an animal has died or someone discarded trash there but Ganesh wasn't just a regular man walking into a forest he was a police patel now a police patel for those of our listeners who don't know is someone who isn't officially a rank holding police officer but he has been designated some duties by the local police so that he can help the police govern locals more effectively especially in regions where the police is understaffed this region of maharashtra where ganesh was a police patel and where he went mango hunting was immensely understaffed not because it had too many people living there but because it had somehow become a location where dead bodies would just show up every other day what the local police remained unequipped to deal with what had become a sort of dumping ground for criminals from the neighboring regions specifically because of this vast forest that surrounded it in fact the smell that ganesh picked up on was common to him he had grown up smelling it while working with his father who was also a police patel talk about a toxic work environment <laughs> i'm just going to move right past that joke aryan who <laughs> may the lord forgive me <laughs> all right now it was the smell of a rotting burnt dead body and he followed that smell and finally found its source human remains the body had long been decomposed the flesh had melted off due to a fire but it was obvious that the body was of a woman the long hair on the skull and paint on the fingernails still remained intact ganesh used his own old 2012 era phone to take photos of the body and then ran out of the forest to call the police 
but this site was a new or unusual to the cops there hmm. the cops made a diary entry on the findings of the remains i don't even know what a diary <laughs> entry is but after that they proceeded to dig a hole near where the body had been found by ganesh and they buried no. the body in there and then no. just left now obviously the natural impulse is to say oh no how dare they have they never been trained but i think matters are more complicated <laughs> than that when one considers the incredibly yeah, yeah, yeah. unique situation of these specific cops eventually aryan ganesh lost the phone on which he had the pictures of the body and oh that my was god. that nobody knew who this woman was how she came to die and whether or not she'd ever get justice what had the crime taken place during the monsoon season or any other time of the year perhaps the body would have never been found at all i had ventured inside that thick forest that day with the sole intention of plucking a few mangoes from the trees otherwise not a soul goes that side i've been collecting mangoes from this part of the forest since childhood So this is the only time some people do come here. I now feel this was just destined to happen this way. The criminals forgot to take into account in their devious game that mangoes were in full bloom at the forest then, said Ganesh. But why is Ganesh saying this? The body was buried in some random location of a huge forest. There was no autopsy report, no pictures of the body. All evidence was lost. Ganesh is saying all this because his role in this story isn't over just yet. Three years later, Inspector Rakesh Maria and Dinesh Kadam were about to create a trail that would lead them right back to Ganesh. So let's come back to Inspector Kadam's investigation into the family in the year 2015. He soon figured out that Indrani Mukherjee, Sheena Bora's half sister, was in the United States at the time. This meant the inspectors had to be even more secretive and careful with their investigation because if Indrani Mukherjee did kill mm. Sheena and found out that the cops in India were waiting to catch her she would simply not return from the US the police surveillance lasted 4 months and by August of 2015 wow. the cops had honed in on a crucial member of the Mukherjee household they believed would lead them to the whereabouts of Sheena Bora And even though the police don't know anything, as of now, let me put off, put on my you know tin foil conspiratorial hat and assume, yes. like just for sake of argument, that Indrani and Peter Mukherjee killed her. How did nobody else raise an alarm? Like any friends, cousins, siblings, boyfriend, co-workers, nobody. Like three years have gone by. How is that even possible? Like somebody has to come up and say, my friend is missing, my sister is missing. All right. So let me reveal something to you all here which I wasn't planning on revealing just yet. Remember how Inspector Maria had called the car in Burley stations asking if there was any report from 3 years ago about Sheena Bora being missing? The stations told him there wasn't. And the stations weren't lying. There was no official report. What both those police stations had completely forgotten was that 3 years ago Sheena Bora's father brother and boyfriend had all gone to both of those police stations no and way. reported that Sheena Bora was missing 
the cops at the time had called Indrani into the station for questioning and every time she gave the cops the same story. Her sister had moved to the United States for her higher education. And she didn't just up and leave without any notice. She wrote to her workplace and quit her job. She wrote to her boyfriend Rahul, who was by the way her live-in boyfriend of six years and broke up with him. And then she left. This is what Indrani told the cops in 2012. And every time the cops believed her and never filed an official report. Sheena's boyfriend Rahul would call Indrani and call Peter to ask them where Sheena went and they both would give him long winded stories about some guy from Nagpur that Sheena ran away with or about how she didn't wish to be in contact with anyone. Rahul was suspicious and taped three hours worth of calls with Indrani and Peter. Wow. I'll insert a clip of their call here. The man with the British accent in all of these calls is Sheena's boyfriend, Rahul. He spent a good chunk of his young adult life studying in the UK and hence the accent. As far as I'm concerned, what has happened to Sheena is that she has gone off her own accord somewhere and she doesn't want to be in touch with anybody right now. Right. That is my, that is my understanding. Okay. Now, whether you think, whether you think she's this is a completely out of character or what, I, I have no way to believe whether it is out of character or not because I don't know her as such. I don't know what her character is. I do. Her friends do. Yeah, you do. Fine. No, no, you do. It's, uh, she's out of character from your point of view. Fair enough. You, are, you have your, your understanding of the situation. And I'm telling you my understanding, right? Whatever the situation, whatever the uh, understanding I have. After that, what more can I say to you? I have nothing more to add. Uh, my suggestion to you, and I agree on your suggestion, advice to you, guidance, that is to say, listen, if that is what it is, leave it alone. She'll come back when she wants to come back. If she hasn't been in touch with anybody and she's gone off and, you know, wants to be, wants to be in, wants to be in hiding, she wants to go off with somebody, maybe she's gone off with somebody, maybe there's somebody who's an imaginary person. I don't know, I don't, I don't, whatever it is, that is her lookout, right? Conversation throughout the morning, she was apparently talking to somebody yes. called Nishant Kurana. They have identified the number Nishant Kurana in Delhi. Okay. Have you ever heard of this name? Because I have never heard of her. No. Like I said, she she gave me some story about some Nagpur guy. Okay, yeah. now this is a new angle to you know he's a she's from Bombay because we were trying to find out. Same between yeah. me and Peter, we were also equally concerned who's this guy. She's running straight or yeah. she run away. See, you have to understand she's she had forty thousand cash with her. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, now these guys are at this is our head of crime branch. He is giving reports as to where the yeah. satellites are catching. Okay. So she was definitely at the domestic airport at about 11 in the morning. That okay. is confirmed. Okay, and before that, okay. she's had a one-hour conversation with a guy called Nishant Kurana. Mm. So I said I will ask her boyfriend just now if he knows mm. of any Nishant Kurana. You know, I don't. So that I, is what it is. I, no, I, neither I, I don't. This is the first time. For anyone who this case sparks a curiosity in, I urge you to go to listen to these calls on YouTube. They've been compiled by the Indian Express in a three-hour long YouTube video. They're so fascinating. But now the question is, what more could Rahul have done? That was it for him. But again, in 2015, Rakesh Maria and Dinesh Kadam didn't know this yet. They didn't know that three years ago, Sheena's family members did try to raise alarm over her disappearance, but nobody had listened to them. Yeah, but to me, there is there are two stories running in parallel here, right? She's telling the cops that Sheena went to US 
to study or whatever but she's telling rahul that she ran away with someone from nagpur those accounts don't add up so why does she not maintain the same story i think aryan this is my best assessment take this with a grain of salt if you want to but you develop lies dependent on the circumstances around you as shit starts to hit the fan and as people come up with more and more questions and more and more holes in your mm. story you try to change that story which is why all criminals historically have been caught so many of them have been caught because their stories just they kept changing and shifting in ways that didn't make sense and i think that's what right. was happening here she just she started off with one story it didn't quite make sense she came up with another one it didn't quite make sense and then she stuck with the us one in the end and i think especially with rahul because he's dated sheena for 6 years so i mean yeah. i'm sure he would know whether she has plans of upending her life in mumbai and going to us for uh, you know to start anew but all right so you said after 4 months that would mean i think august of 2015 you said that the cops had honed in on some member of the mukherjee household who knew something who was that right so this crucial member aran was the mukherjee family's driver shamwar rai He had also been the family's driver three years ago when the caller alleged that Sheena Bora disappeared. Now, some reports suggest that cops actually caught Shamwar Rai while he was trying to dispose of an illegally held weapon, and so by sheer luck, they found the grounds on which to bring him in for questioning without raising much alarm. The grounds being the Arms Act. What's up with Bollywood and its drivers? Just uh, drivers are somehow involved in literally everything going on in Bollywood. It's not even Bollywood and drivers. At the end of this case, the only question I was asking myself is is every rich person involved in a murder? It's not <laughs> funny. It's not funny. You can pick up any big millionaire billionaire in the world in this country. They're all involved in a murder. It's crazy. How to get rich 101. Kill someone. <laughs> That's a necessary sufficient condition confusion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So one side of reports say that they actually just by sheer luck caught him while he was trying to dispose of this weapon, but other reports allege that cops simply used the Arms Act as a way of bringing in Shambhar Rai for the sake of their Sheena Bora investigation. But regardless of how they went about it, on the 21st of August 2015, the cops brought in Shambhar Rai for questioning. The cops began doubling down on Rai and it actually didn't take too long for him to just <laughs> break. He tells them the story of a seemingly random day, the day of the 24th of April when Indrani had killed her sister Sheena along with the help of her ex-husband and driver Shamwar Rai. A little background on Indrani is that Peter Mukherjee was actually her third husband. Her second ex-husband was a man named Sanjeev Khanna. It was this man that Shamwar Rai was referring to and so it was Sanjeev Khanna who had helped Indrani kill her sister according to Shamwar. Sanjeev and Indrani had met when Indrani had just moved to Kolkata for the very first time from Guwahati. Guwahati being the city where Indrani had grown up with her parents. The two met at a party, fell madly in love and got married in 1993. Through the course of their marriage, Indrani cut off all ties with her parents, with her husband Sanjeev only once meeting Indrani's father. 
Now, Sanjeev, like Peter, was also a wealthy, powerful man. He had completed his schooling from the Mayo College in Ajmer, one of India's most prestigious boarding schools. He was a member of the Calcutta Cricket and Football Club. He was an avid guest at equestrian events, all of which was a big deal. It still is a big deal. He was widely engaged in the hospitality industry and the real estate industry. And to Indrani, a life with Sanjeev seemed like a dream come true. The dream of a small town girl who had big aspirations. Mm. And life only kept getting better for the two when they gave birth to their daughter, Vidhi. Somewhere along the course of their marriage, the couple shifted to Mumbai, which is the city in India for anyone who is anyone. And Indrani wanted to be someone. In Mumbai, Indrani's own business picked up and she slowly began to make her mark in elite circles. It is through her elite circle connections that she ended up in a business meeting with, guess who? Peter Mukherjee. Their business meeting ignited a spark, but they were both married. However, both their marriages were moving towards permanent ends. Peter Mukherjee was in the process of divorcing his first wife, with whom he had two sons, and Indrani was in the process of divorcing Sanjeev, with whom she had a daughter. Once divorced, Indrani took her daughter Vidhi with her, making her divorce from Sanjeev that much more painful for him. His love was gone, and so was his daughter. By 2002, Peter and Indrani were both single people again and had begun their romance towards what was going to be Indrani's third and Peter's second marriage. Nobody in Indrani's life, her parents, her sister Sheena, were informed of this wedding. Sheena's friends from back in Guwahati have come forward to say that Sheena had found out about this wedding from the newspaper and cried when she realised it had all happened behind her back. Peter would go on to legally adopt Vidhi, who would then become Vidhi Mukherjee. Now, this was a long-winded introduction to Sanjeev Khanna, but let's not forget how we got here. This is part of the story that driver Shyamwar Rai was telling the cops as he told them of the crime Indrani and Sanjeev had committed together. He tells the cops that Indrani had prepared for this murder. It wasn't a in-the-heat-of-the-moment kind of situation. She knew of a place to dump the body in. She had paid driver Shyamar Rai 5 lakh rupees to help with the matter. Her ex-husband had flown into Mumbai from Kolkata on the 24th of April and was staying at the hotel Hilltop in Worli for the murder. Indrani had rented a car in which she was going to go about abducting and then murdering her sister. So clearly by every standard, Indrani was behaving in ways only a cold-blooded killer would. She had days, weeks to stop her plan, to take back what she was trying to do, but she didn't. Every day she worked on solidifying and foolproofing her plan. Indrani had asked Sheena to come meet her on the 24th of April. Sheena was reluctant, but she agreed. She asked her boyfriend Rahul to drop her off near the linking road in Bandra. From this road, Indrani, her ex-husband Sanjeev and driver Shyambar picked Sheena up in their rented car. Sheena sat in the back with Sanjeev and Indrani sat in the front while Shyambar drove. They gave Sheena a bottle of water which she drank. Shyambar took the car to a shopping market where they all got out of the car and casually looked for saris in stores. They even bought Sheena a sari. Once they were done shopping, they went back to their car, by which time Sheena was drowsy because the water in the bottle they had given her was laced with sedatives. In the car, Sheena lost consciousness. 
Once she fainted, Shyamvar drove the car to a tiny by-lane in Bandra, as had been instructed by Indrani. When the car was on the isolated street, Sanjeev pulled Sheena's hair, Shyamvar gagged her and Indrani strangled her. Even though she was unconscious from the sedatives, the strangulation and lack of oxygen supply to her brain actually woke her up. She fought them all, pushing them away, biting them, trying to get away, but she couldn't. She died in the arms of her murderers. After killing her, Shyamvar took them all to the Taj Hotel. Indrani used Sheena's phone to text Sheena's boyfriend Rahul, telling him that the two women were going to get some drinks at the hotel. And they actually drove to the hotel only so that the location from the phones would verify their story. Ashwara, I would of course be taking all of this with several grains of salt because it's coming from Shyamvar, who's the driver. Mm-hmm. But something that, you know, establishes credibility in his confession, so to say, is is that it is a confession. It's not him yeah. ratting out someone. He is, in a sense, accusing himself also, right? He is incriminating himself by accepting he was involved, which to me makes the story more credible. I think that's exactly the reason he's credible is because he is directly 100% implicating himself in everything he is yeah. saying. Not just the driving bit. He's clearly aware of what's happening. He gagged her. Like, it's all right there. And yeah, he's yeah. relaying this information out to the cops. All right. So they all go to the hotel. Indrani texts using Sheena's phone, texts her boyfriend saying that the women are going to get some drinks. They drive there specifically so that the phone location verifies their story. After that, Shyamvar drives them back to Indrani's house, which she shared with Peter Mukherjee in Worli. But Peter was in the US at the time. They took the body inside where Indrani proceeded to comb the hair on Sheena's head and retouch her makeup and lipstick in an attempt to make her dead, pale body look alive. I cannot fathom obviously killing someone, but it's almost like it's more unfathomable for me to imagine killing someone and then combing the dead body's hair and retouching the makeup. There is something so eerie and sinister about that that, I don't know, it's it's disgusting. Mm. It makes Indrani once again sound like a cold-blooded murderer yeah, yeah. instead of a woman overcome with emotion who just kind of happened to commit a crime in the moment. The three then stuffed Sheena's body in a suitcase and put it in the trunk of the car. Sanjeev Khanna went back to his hotel, Indrani stayed in the house and Shyamvar Rai slept in the parked car with the body in the back. Jesus. While this murder had just come to an end, Indrani had another murder planned and all set in motion. Just an hour after they had prepped Sheena's body and placed it in the car, Indrani's half-brother, Mikhail, showed up at their house. My mind is racing through all kinds of theories as to what the motive is. Mm -hmm. And I know you will get to it in your own good time and, you know, uh, annoy me (laughs) till the end. But okay, so Mikhail is also Indrani's half-brother, just like Sheena. But... What is Mm -hmm. Sheena and Mikhail's relationship? Was he Sheena's half-brother too or was he born to the same parents as Sheena? Alright, yeah. So Mikhail was born to the same parents as Sheena. Both Mikhail and Sheena's mother was also Indrani's mother. But Mikhail and Sheena had different fathers than Indrani. Now, Mikhail didn't come to visit his sister Indrani out of the love of his heart. 
He had come only because Indrani had asked him to fly out of Bangalore on the exact same day that she had planned to kill Sheena. In fact, Mikhail didn't even have money for the flight. He had to ask his girlfriend to book it for him. Mikhail came. Indrani poured him a drink laced with sedatives and Mikhail threw up. Now, Mikhail is a big dude and he didn't faint the way Sheena did. He just grew sick. But that made him suspicious, which ruined mm. Indrani's plan of killing him. He went to his room where he was unable to sleep all night. He was scared and he knew something was wrong. At 3 a.m., all three of the murderers woke up again and got into the car to dispose of Sheena's body. Their movement in the house woke Mikhail up. He heard them all leave the house. The moment the sun rose, Mikhail booked a taxi to the airport and went back to Bangalore. While Mikhail was waiting in the house for the sun to rise to be able to leave, Shamwar drove the car with Indrani and Sanjeev in it to the mango-infested forest 75 kilometers out of Mumbai. Scared that the cops might stop and inspect their car, they actually made Sheena's body sit upright between Indrani and Sanjeev in the back seat instead of putting it in the trunk so that it would look like she's asleep. They dumped the body inside the forest, threw on top of her body the sari they had bought for her and threw the suitcase on top of it, doused it in petrol and lit it all on fire in the hopes that nobody would ever find it. They texted people from Sheena's phone, making it seem like she had broken up with her boyfriend Rahul and that she had voluntarily left her job and gone to the United States. Sanjeev and Indrani would take any evidence of this crime with them back to Kolkata, including all three of their shoes they were wearing when they committed the crime, just in case someone found the body and noticed the shoe prints around it and traced them back to the three of them. They hid all of this evidence in Sanjeev's house in Kolkata, after which Indrani would come back from Kolkata to Mumbai and resume her normal life. They cleaned the leased car and returned it back, which would have been another big piece of evidence that would have helped crack this case. When Sheena stopped responding to Rahul's texts after that evening with Indrani and eventually broke up with him, Rahul called Indrani because he was a little suspicious that Indrani was the one texting him that night, not Sheena. We were possibly around the airport at the same time on the same day, then... Perhaps you, perhaps you, perhaps you didn't know that you were both there around the same time. That's what, that, listen, 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 let, listen, please, 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 just let me finish. Perhaps you guys didn't know that you were around the airport at the same time. Perhaps, right, perhaps you did know, or perhaps you had her phone, or, you know, it, it's a possibility. These are the possibilities. Now, I'm not saying that either one is correct. I'm saying these are the possibilities. Do you care? Okay. And I have no reason to keep her phone or I have no reason to, mm. you know, I mean, I don't want to get these kind of stupid ideas here because mm. you want to be something. So I don't want to finish three things on me. I can say the same thing, no? Yeah. No, I I've, I've, hey, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, don't, don't take I it. Know, I, don't I have dropped her that, you know, you have not collected her. I don't know that. Yeah, look, I'm, I'm not, I'm not accusing, I'm, I'm not, I'm Indrani. Indrani, 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 listen, listen, listen. I'm not accusing you of anything, okay? I did not need to give you this information, okay, about the 10 o'clock, this thing. You know, if I had your phone, why the hell should I have even told you that? Listen, I'm not trying to fight with you guys, okay? I'm trying to find out where she is. Rahul, I need to understand, see, you need to, you know, because that is not the case. So if you're going to come up and, you know... 
A month after her body had been burnt in May of 2012, Ganesh would go mango hunting, stumble upon the body, inform the cops, and the body would be buried and lost forever. The cops couldn't believe what they were hearing. They knew the gravity of the story, and now they didn't hold back in going straight for the perpetrators. They were now going to start bringing this whole family in, starting all the way at the top with Indrani Mukherjee. They then wanted Peter Mukherjee and Sanjeev Khanna. They then wanted Indrani's half brother and Sheena's full brother Mikhail. They wanted Sheena's boyfriend Rahul, and one by one by one. each and every one of them would unfold like a house of cards revealing a story of hate lies crime money jealousy and a family so twisted it will make all of your long hated family members look like angels <laughs> A web of lies so deep and so long in the making that it had ended in the murder of Sheena Bora Somehow this story of why this crime occurred would turn out to be more unbelievable and jaw-dropping than the how this crime occurred. The first part of this episode was a who done it. We got to the bottom of who made a young 25-year-old girl disappear. According to the accounts of an anonymous scholar and the driver Shyamal Rai, it was this woman's sister and her sister's ex-husband who had killed her. But why? The next part of this episode is going to be a why done it. What did Indrani have to gain from murdering her own sister? Why was Indrani trying to also kill her half brother? Why did Indrani cut ties with her family once she moved to Kolkata and married Sanjeev Khanna? Why would Sanjeev Khanna help his long-lost ex-wife murder her sister? Why would an influential man like that risk it all? Who was Sheena's boyfriend Rahul and why didn't he seem to fight harder to find her to wait outside police stations and inform more people that she was missing Where was Sheena's family who are her parents How is Ganesh going to come back into this story For all of these answers and as many new questions come back to part 2 of the Sheena Bora murder